The following program is paid for by the Springdale Golf Club. The views and information expressed are the opinions of its host and her guests and do not necessarily reflect those of this station, management, or its ownership. It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon. It's time for Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun. Thank you for tuning into Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Wade, great choice on the board today, bud. Going to open up a little mid-80s rock and roll with an important message for all of our listeners. Turn it up, it's Friday. A renegade rides a runaway train to liberate these bonds asunder a running from it's been an impressive week by the PGA of America. They took the lead in developing the Golf Emergency Relief Fund. And we have National Board of Director Tom Henderson with us today to discuss all the details. Folks, these are unprecedented times. Everybody in the golf industry needs help, and we're here for you. It's Springdale Golf Live. It's Friday afternoon. Turn it up. We are here with Tom Henderson. He's the District 2 Director, which is a fancy term for he's on the National Board of Governors. He is the director of golf up at Round Hill Club in Greenwich, Connecticut. He knows the ins and outs of this new golf emergency relief fund, and I'm so happy to have him on today since this news broke this week. Tom, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are you today? Doing great, Keith, and thanks for having me on. Really appreciate what you do for golf, for the game of golf, and for for our industry. Well, that you know, that's very nice of you to say, and thank you very much. Uh, first and foremost, how are you doing? How's your family? Is everyone healthy up there in the Greenwich area? As as good as can be expected. It's it's one of those uh, those times. It's it's pretty crazy, and just trying to keep sanity and trying to keep everybody going and, and keep everybody safe and healthy. Well, I agree with you there. You know, I think the message that we have to first say to everyone is um, stay home. Uh, listen to your government leaders, listen to the CDC, listen to my favorite Holy Cross Crusader, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and, uh, you know, mind their words. And, you know, the reason that I wanted to have you on today is that this amazing news broke this week. And we're talking about the Golf Emergency Relief Fund. And you're on the National Board of Governors for the PGA, so and a metropolitan area professional. So I thought that, you know, you bringing us this news with a metropolitan audience would really hit home. So, First and foremost, what is this fund and how can it help people in the golf industry? Well, it's, it's called the Golf Emergency Relief Fund, and, and that's exactly what it's for. It's to help everyone in the industry who's come on hard times and who's having a hard time making ends meet. And um, it's, it was an, issue, an initiative by the uh, PGA of America. We started it with a $5 million donation, and uh, we're looking on the industry for matching donations or any, any kind of donations to help the fund and really just trying to help people uh, in, in our industry that are in need. Well, you know, uh, the NGF tells us, or the National Golf Foundation tells us, that more than half the golf courses in the country are closed currently. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there that are in need. Um, how can they gain access to the funding for this program? Well, it's, it's pretty easy, uh, Keith. What you need to do is you just go to golf.relief, and um, that's the website. And it's one of those things that um, – you, you fill out an application, and it's pretty easy. There's a couple different phases that will happen here, but phase one is pretty easy. You fill out an application, and you can get grants 
between five hundred and fifteen hundred dollars. All right, and what's the timeline on something like that? Well, immediately, uh, right now is uh, this. The, I think as of to last night, we had forty three hundred applications, and those were being evaluated by a second or a third party, I should say, uh, called E four E, and uh, they're they're handling the whole thing here. Uh, and it's a pretty daunting task, as you can imagine. And um, I think what once you get your application in, just kind of kind of check check in uh, regularly with it. Uh, but I, I'm hearing uh, that that benefits are going to be within a couple of weeks. Okay. Now, is, is this a continuous fund? Is this a, is this a one time only? Will this roll out in phases? What yeah, other there, information can you give us? There's actually two phases. The first phase, which is going on right now, is our initial donation. I think there's about seven point five million dollars in that. And uh, th- there is a, and, and as I said, the benefits of the first phase, if you qualify, are anywhere between five hundred and fifteen hundred dollars, uh, depending on need. And then the second phase, and that that to get payment on that is it's pretty much within a couple of weeks is what what they're quoting. Uh, phase two, which will roll out at the end of phase one, when all the, that um, you know that's done, will be a little bit more comprehensive. Uh, it'll take a little bit more time to fill out the application. Grants will be up to about $3,500, and that's a total. If you qualify for phase one and phase two, the most you can receive from this fund, the ceiling, is $3,500. And that second phase, when that happens, will take anywhere between six and eight weeks to get approval on that one. As I read this, the Golf Emergency Relief Fund, it doesn't say PGA of America Relief Fund. So who all is eligible for this? Is it is it just for PGA members or is it for golf industry professionals? Um, do you have a little bit of a breakdown on that? Yeah, uh, if you've got enough time, I can go through the list here. But it's uh, PGA professionals, which include members, students, and associates. LPGA professionals, which include members, students, and apprentices. Golf Course Superintendent Association members, the uh, GCSAA, those members are eligible. Employed uh, Employees of a caddy company, um, you know, the caddy companies like to have at Augusta and some of the places that you use, uh, you're eligible there. Um, the Association of Golf Merchandise members, um, players on the deve- developmental tours, which is a little different. So it would be Corn Ferry, um, PGA Latin America, McKenzie Tours, uh, the Symmetra Tour for the LPGA. Those players are avail- uh, are open to um, or available for that. Um, employees of the U.S. Uh, United States Golf Association, allied associations, employees of PGA of America sections, uh, and National Golf Course Owners Association, NGCOA members. So it's a pretty, pretty inclusive list. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, that's like that's pretty comprehensive right there. Um, you know, I had no idea it was gonna it was gonna stretch that far. No, no, no wonder they had so many people apply yesterday. And you, you know, it's interesting. And folks, you know, if you're just catching up with us right now, we're on the phone with Tom Henderson. He's a national board of director for the PGA of America. One time, 2015 National PGA Professional of the Year, the consummate leader in my association, and I'm you know so happy and proud to have him with me with me here today. And we're talking about the Golf Emergency Relief Fund, uh, a brand new initiative that was started this week. So, can you give me a little background on how this whole fund kind of came together? I mean, this just didn't happen this week. So, um, 
The leadership of the PGA, I am sure, has been very busy. You are part of that group. Can you give us a little bit of a Reader's Digest version of the background of the story? Yeah, kind of give you the cliff notes. It really started with the staff, with our staff in our executive committee. It was presented to us on the board level. Uh, and I think it was just a response to, you know, a, a, a human response to what's going on out there. It's, it's, we're at a, a very different time. I, as I explained it to some people, um, the time that we're in right now, it's, it's not like your typical uh, disaster where you have a hurricane or a tornado. There's a, there's a definite start and an end, and we just don't know where the end is here. So it's uh, in response to, uh, to what's going on out there with our, our, our PGA members primarily uh, and the golf industry. I mean, the golf industry is, I mean, the, the country is shut down. So we're just trying to help out um, in any way we can within our um, not, not-for-profit tax structure uh, to help people in need in the industry. Now, Tom, I mean, you've been a PGA member since 1981. I, I mean, you've seen a lot of different things. You've been through a, a lot of different of the cycles of golf, economically, um, participation-wise. Have you, I mean, have you ever seen something like this come together and come, ag- come together this quickly? And no, it's it's unbelievable, and I'm 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 happy, so proud of our staff and our executive committee and our board of directors to act quickly on this. So the PG, PGA of America takes a leadership role, but as I read the press release, there are other allied associations, you know, leaders in golf that are involved. Who else plays an active role in supporting this golf emergency relief fund? Well, what we're hoping is for other industry leaders, you know, like the USGA and and other other industry leaders to to chime in and join in. And so far, the response has been pretty good. But we are we are the primary. We started it with our five million dollar donation. I believe we're up to seventy five hundred uh, seven point five million uh, right now. And um, you know, just we're we're banking on our partners, and and I think we can accomplish more together than separately. And that's what we're trying to do here. Okay, so it's Friday afternoon, April seventeenth, and as you and I sit here today. As this was announced this week, because you just used the word hoping, this is really the PGA of America driving this whole thing as of you and I talking today. This is this is us stepping out, taking a leadership role and trying to help the golf industry. Am I hearing you correctly? Absolutely. We were we, we started it and, and I'm very proud of it. All right. Well, you know, the uh, the other people listen, you know, Far Hills is definitely within our listenership here on Springdale Golf Live. And there's no doubt that they uh, Mike Davis and the crew up there can hear us and the golf course superintendent. So everybody jump in because this is an important thing. And, you know, I want to shift gears for a second. You know, you have always been a leader in the PGA. I mean, you were on the Metropolitan PGA, which is the section that is next to the New Jersey section, the one that I belong to. And, and you were a member of their board of directors from 1995 to 2013. You served as president from 2007 to 2009. You have seen all different types of PGA leadership, right? Recently, we've been so active in communicating with our membership, taking action and delivering results. How helpful has it been to have a proven like elite business leader, you know, not not a golfer, not a PGA guy, but an elite business leader like Seth as our CEO during this challenging time? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable to have Seth. I think we're really fortunate with his business background. He's deal he's dealt with some some catastrophes, some some trying times in his business in the business world, you know, with the stock market crash in the late '90s and then 9/11. But as we talked about earlier, this is this is quite different. Um, this is really quite different than those because there's you know those it was all about recovery, 
you know, a, a catastrophe and recovery and knowing when you would recover. And as I said before, we're just kind of playing this one out and seeing how this is going. But Seth, his, lead, his leadership and his experience has been invaluable during this whole process. Well, you know, one thing that's worth mentioning, and I, and I talked there about the active communication, is that every Friday, Susie and Seth, Susie Whaley is our uh, president of the PGA of America. She and, and Seth Waugh have been sending out a video message to the membership. And, you know, I'm in communication with a lot of different members all over the country. I'm sure you are. And I get nothing but positive feedback by the fact that they are putting themselves out there and they're answering questions. And, you know, I kind of look forward to that every Friday after I do this broadcast. I know I get to watch that video and I get to spend some time, you know, listening to them and kind of hearing where things are going. Because I, I, I get the feeling that Seth, due to his connections and network, really has a pulse on what's going on. And when I listen to him, um, you know, I get very confident that we're heading in the right direction. And, you know, when you watch those videos, what kind of feelings does it elicit for you? Well, I, I look at those as state of the union. I mean, it's it's the state of the union. It's it's up front. It's, you know, it's put throw down all the barriers. Just tell it like it is and and try to try to give some hope, give give facts, but try to give some hope to everyone out there that, Tell them, hey, we are listening. We're doing everything we can to help you and hang in there. And and Seth's got such a nice, calming uh, demeanor to him. And just knowing that he has that business background and with the demeanor that he has, I, I just feel really comfortable and, 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 and happy that he's in that chair. I am very happy he's in that chair. But there's one other thing. I'm happy you're in this chair today, today <laughs> because, you know, you're letting us know and you're letting all the golf industry people in our in our listener area between Philly and New York here um, get all the details they need for the golf emergency fund. But uh, this is radio and it's live and we have to take a moment for a break. Um, we'll be back in one minute. Could you hang on for a couple more minutes, Tom? I got a couple more questions for you. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. It's 3.15 p.m. here in the New York metro area. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. We'll be back in a moment with more information covering the Golf Emergency Relief Fund. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich in distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, the private club operating division of Troon Golf Management? Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard service initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org forward slash Troon Purvey. Let's get back on course. 
as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Today's show has a theme, and it's sponsored by the PGA of America, as well as some of golf's other leaders. The Golf Emergency Fund is open for applications, so you can get the help you need. Springdale Golf Live. It's Friday afternoon, and it has been an unprecedented week for news in the golf industry. We have the Golf Emergency Relief Fund. The details have just been released within the past couple days, and I'm so lucky and fortunate to have PGA professional, National Board of Director Tom Henderson from the Metropolitan PGA section. He's also the director of golf up at the Round Hill Club up in Greenwich, Connecticut. Tom, welcome back to the show. Thanks again for spending a couple minutes with my fans this afternoon. Thanks, Keith. We were talking about this before, and we were talking about PGA's leadership. And one of the quotes that came out in the press release um, was that Susie said, and Susie, Susie Whaley, Susie, the president of the PGA of America, she said, people throughout golf are driven by a strong desire to help others every day. And, you know, I couldn't agree with her more. The golf industry in general sends $4 billion a year to charity. Can you imagine that number, $4 billion a year? It's crazy. Um, you know, Keith, you know, being in our industry, we're known as givers. And, and this is just a prime example of that. Well, I know somebody who's a giver who's on the line with us today. I know you've spent over 20 years involved with the Greenwich Boys and Girls Club up there. You know, and I, I'd like to celebrate that. And I bring that up today because it's important to understand that you are just an, an active example of how everyone in the golf industry does give back. So if people are listening to this today and they want to give back, how can they give to support this fund? Yeah, we, we would look forward to any support we can get on this. And, and again, uh, between the industry leaders and individuals, uh, we're off to a great start with this. And you can go to golf.e4e.relief.org. Again, that's golf.e4e, the letter E, the, um, the number four, the letter E, dot relief.org. Now, you mentioned E4E there in the middle of the website. Um, who is E4E and what active role do they play in, the, in this fund? Yeah, they're very active. Uh, we started the fund. Obviously, it's a, it's a big task. So we've hired a third party to administer it. And, and they are well known in the industry uh, to do things like this. Okay, so so they're a third party management company for um, charitable funds of this size. Because I know you mentioned, you know, it was close to, you know, the fund I believe opened yesterday. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so the website opened yesterday, and they got five thousand applications already. Forty three hundred. Forty three hundred. Okay, so so well, as we speak this afternoon, it's you know mid afternoon on a Friday, so it's been open for twenty four hours. That number may even be double at that point. Right. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I haven't looked this morning. Yeah, the word is out there. I know this morning uh, Seth was on CNBC. Um, he did a great interview there talking about the fund. Again, his leadership um, and Susie's leadership, everyone, Jim, John, yourself, the rest of the board of directors, it's all appreciated at this time. Now, I want to shift gears for a second because, you know, you are a tremendous leader. And, folks, if, you, if you're just joining us, we are talking with Tom Henderson. He's a PGA professional up in Greenwich, Connecticut. He's the director of golf at the Round Hill Club. 
And Tom, you know, our area here, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, has been is basically now the epicenter of the world for cases. And as we roll back out into some form of normalcy, I have this theory, and I was talking with a friend of yours last week on the show, Brian Kroll, and you know, we're we we're going back and forth about this, but in 2019, the NGF tells us that there were over 400 million rounds of golf played. I think due to this little crazy pause that we're a part of right now and the rollout that's going to take place because golf is such a great outdoor, spaced out, you know, social distancing activity. What do you feel like is going to happen when when we come back to some form of normalcy? I mean, I know the PGA Tour is already going to be the first sports organization to kind of come back. Do you think there's going to be a spike in golf? Yeah, I think I, I think Keith, it's an interesting point. Um, I think you know we've we've talked about. I think it's going to be the first professional sport probably to start playing with probably without fans, but still, it, it, that's the intention. I think golf will be the first outlet once we get back in. And again, your definition of normalcy. Uh, I think normalcy is is going to change quite a bit, but I think it's going to be the first area of reentry back into some sort of normalcy. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just hope that everyone out there, that our peers and brethren are prepared for it because I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to go crazy once we get the green light. Well, there's always a method to my madness. And, and there's a reason why I'm bringing this line of questioning up because, you know, a, you were the 2013 Met PGA Award winner for player development. Okay, Um, you know, best practices, you've created best practices. You're also the first PGA professional ever to become certified in player development. All right. So this is obviously something that's near and dear to your heart. Do you have a couple ideas you can share with my listeners who are PGA professionals? And and I know at some point we will probably advertise this show out on PGA.com because you've given us so much great information to the PGA member today. Um, Do you have a couple of thoughts that you could share as, you know, a world class golf player development leader? Yeah, what, what I try to do is, you know, as far as player development, you talked about the Boys and Girls Club. And what's going on right now in our industry, it's, it's kind of hard to get help, uh, as, as you well know. And so to, to get entry-level help, to get people interested, uh, I don't know about you, Keith, but when I started, I was, I was a caddy. I started out caddying in the business and had a, had a love of the game, and, I, and that's all I really wanted to do. I, wanted to, I went to college. I was a, a business, uh, a marketing management major, but I really wanted to, to get into the golf business. I just love the golf business. And as far as, um, you know, community outreach is where it's happening. Um, community outreach, first of all, it makes me feel great to be involved in my community and, and expose golf to, to individuals that normally wouldn't be exposed to it. Now, there's also a hidden thing behind that in that I have gained, uh, I've had some great entry level employees that I've gotten from those free clinics that I've given at the Boys and Girls Club. So. You know, it was just that was just kind of the frosting on the cake. The the reason being there was to expose everyone to golf, and, and you know that there there might be some enjoyment there. But also, I, I got I got kids that were really looking to work and looking for jobs, and you know that were just so taken in, kind of the same love that I had for the game, being out there and in, in in the wide open spaces and you know the green pastures and and the greatly the nicely manicured um, grounds it's just uh, it's it's kind of a twofold thing there you know yeah that's a very very thoughtful 
concept that you're bringing to the table there, like a, a big picture outlook on what we can do, because it's not only helpful, but those are the organizations that need volunteers the most right now. Those are the people, the Boys and Girls Club, the First Tee, um, my really good friends at the New Jersey Golf Foundation that are supporters of this show and, and sponsors. Uh, those are the folks that definitely need a helping hand right now. And for you to bring that up just shows what a great leader and, you know, how much your experience in being a PGA pro for, you know, almost 40 members means to someone like me who is just trying to get the word out to people. Folks, you know, listen to Tom Henderson there. It really makes sense. If we start to really connect with our community, I think the golfers are going to be there. They're 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 just waiting. Um, and it might be the only thing that they can do. So um, I think that's a great idea, Tom. I, I really appreciate that. You know, you know, too, um, Keith. You talked about the four billion dollars that we, you know, that we donate to charity annually that golf does. Um, yeah, it's just it's, this is just the same same type of thing. If we didn't reach out, we wouldn't be donating that money. And if we didn't reach out, we wouldn't be involved in communities. So uh, I, I don't think our, our profession really knows the value of our of our value in the communities. And and I think we need to make sure we get that message out there. And plus, it makes you feel great. Well, yeah. I mean, take, for example, myself. I mean, I'm this is an outreach program to my community. You know, it makes me feel great to come on air and to put these shows together every week and to tell a story. The story that you're telling us this afternoon is fantastic. The the amount of money that goes towards charity that's coming from golf. Um, at the end of the day, I, I you know, you kind of gave us a Reader's Digest version of your um, origin story in golf. But there's no doubt that if you know we gave you a psych test, you love people. You love helping people. You love spending time with people. And golf was a social game before it was a competitive game. And, you know, that was no more um, witnessed than this past weekend when you were sharing the taping or the recording of Master Sunday with Easter Sunday. I mean, that's a tremendous family day, not only just in golf, but a family day of springtime in general. And, you know, what did you and your family do on this past Master Sunday? It's kind of crazy. Um First of all, we did mass online, which was on Zoom, which was kind of crazy at nine o'clock. And you know, then we had our, our little Easter dinner and then, um, you know, watched the little masters. I mean, just exactly what you said. It's like you wrote the script for me. In some ways, I think golf's written the script for you and I for a long time. Tom, you know, I really appreciate it. This this fund just was released this week. I know that you're really busy with the National Board of Directors. Um, your role, you know, is as comprehensive as any PGA member that I know of. I can't thank you enough for coming on Springdale Golf Live today, talking to my listeners, giving all of the golf industry folks that listen um, that hope that you spoke about so eloquently earlier. It really means a lot to us. Thank you for being on Springdale Golf Live. Thanks, Keith. And I'm just going to leave you with this. I wake up every morning and say that we're one day closer to normalcy. Well, you know, um, I'm going to say that, too. Thank you so much, Tom Henderson. You are you are absolutely the best. A touch of class. Take care. Thanks, Keith. Wow. What a show today. Goes by quick. Can't thank Tom Henderson enough for coming on and explaining to us about the Golf Emergency Relief fund. And, uh, you know, I definitely have to thank my man on the board, Wade Weezer. You're doing some great work with those songs today. I love both with the same title, Rescue Me, covered our theme ever so well. You know, you always do it with tremendous aplomb, my friend. If you didn't recognize him, the band in the opening was The Alarm. And uh, in that second set, you had the immortal vocals of one Miss Linda Ronstadt. Now, before I have to turn you over to Doug Gottlieb and his Friday afternoon show, I certainly have to take a moment and thank our sponsors. 
First and foremost, I want to say the New Jersey Golf Foundation for all you're doing during this little pause uh, to keep golf going and to take care of others. We really appreciate it. TaylorMade Golf, you guys are putting out a strong social media message about all the fun things you could do at home while playing. I'm still golf the mystic. Summit Golf Brands, you know what? I think it's going to come to a point where we're going to have to wear a mask. So why not go online to Summit Golf Brands and be dratty and get one of those be dratty masks? I bet they're really comfortable. And why not? support somebody that is actually making a difference for others. And I really appreciate all of you. You know, we just couldn't get by without the Springdale Board of Governors and Troon Golf Management. Just imagine, Springdale Golf Club has been around for 125 years, and we're going to be around for 125 more. So at the end of the day, what's a little pause, folks? I'm staying home, and I hope you do as well. Always remember, we will be here each and every Friday afternoon, your harbor in the storm. So... From New York to Philadelphia, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.